0: Hey folks, welcome back after a hiatus over the summer uh, due to COVID and challenges scheduling people and just challenges dealing with all that jazz. I hope that you are getting through it. Uh, I wanted to reboot with uh, Stacking Skull's crew because, you know, they're, they're part of my go-to around all this zany time in which we're living. Um, so I hope you find this episode helpful. Uh, also, I want to say that I have uh, rejigged and rebooted the Patreon. Uh, which is starting up again now, Uh, meaning that with every episode, there will be, for those signed up at the $5 level, some bonus content of some sort that goes with it. Uh, For folks signed up at the $10 level, the uh, Patreon Facebook group is uh, rolling, and I am uh, returning to putting a bunch of energy in there. You'll get uh, free access to the largely monthly classes that I'm teaching on tarot, and I'm going to be doing a lot of Uh, sharing and teaching in a casual way, but a regular way on magic, uh, including a post I just made about the power of making your own inks when making magic. So uh, think about the podcast, think about how much you've enjoyed it, and uh, head on over to uh, patreon.com slash thehermitslamp and uh, offer some support if you can, uh, or if you're inspired to. Everybody who signs up at any level also gets to listen to the episode at least 24 hours before the rest of the world, so you can get that sneak peek, too. All right. I hope you enjoy this. Welcome back. Drop me a line. Let me know what you think. Let me know who you'd like to be on the podcast. I'll talk to you soon.
1: Hey folks, welcome, uh, to another episode of the Hermits that podcast. Uh, at the time of this recording, it is, uh, basically the end of August and, uh, been on sort of hiatus since, uh, the earth of spring from, from podcasting, just too busy with dealing with all the chaos of COVID and all that chaos, everything else. Um, but you know, I was, uh, was thinking that, uh, you know the last episode that I did with Stack of Skulls was called uh, "WTF," and uh, I think that the title for this one is probably "WTF" still? Question <laughs> mark? You know,
2: because
1: <laughs> here we are, so many months out from from what's going on, and and yet still, life is chaotic and uncertain. And I mean, really, especially for for folks in America way worse in some ways than it was back then, right? I think that we were still cruising around the idea that it might be like, eh, three weeks of lockdown, maybe a little bit longer. And, uh, you know, and now we're in this sort of phase of, is there an end? You know, when's the end? How does an end of this come, come together, you know? And and all that sort of wear and tear that's, that's kicked around. Um, so anyways, if you don't know Stacking Skulls, well, number one, you're in for a treat. There's a whole bunch of episodes of us clowning around together. Uh, but, you know, I'm here with fibeku and Aiden. And, uh, you know, we're just going to kind of check in as my uh, fall relaunch of the podcast happens. So, yeah. Who wants to go first? What's going on? How's the last five months been?
2: <laughs> the last five months have been ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it's been crazy busy, you know, partially... We were kind of pointed at doing, uh, when I say we in this context, uh, that's me and my wife, mm-hmm. uh, doing another class. But with uh, COVID and everybody being set home, we realized that it didn't make any sense to try and put anything out. that was kind of a larger money thing because um, it seemed like it was quite possible people <laughs> weren't going to have much money. And we didn't really feel great about trying to. Yeah. get 300 bucks or something out of people for at that moment in time. Cause we really couldn't tell how things were going. And so we changed gears back to my second book. And so we, I've, I've been rapidly finishing that and then learning InDesign to uh, put it all together and get it printed. So that's uh, that's launched as an ebook now. And, and uh, in 10 days, uh, nine days, something like that, the print books start landing on people's doorsteps. Nice. Um, and, uh, it's overall just been weird. We're in one of the States that, um, our, uh, governor takes it, has always taken this whole thing really seriously. Mm -hmm. So we didn't get hit nearly as hard as most other places with the exception of some places on the reservation got hit really bad. Um, uh. And so we've been kind of in lockdown way before a lot of places that didn't get hit as hard have been. And we're now at the place that it's masks if you are outside of your home, period. Uh So, like, I haven't really been on the bike for a while because it kind of is not fun to go riding around uh, on that. But, uh you know, we're super supportive of it because, you know, it's just not being one of the people that is necessarily... uh at as much risk as other people are, though obviously everybody can get it and can get messed up by it. Mm -hmm. um, You certainly don't want to be involved in spreading the shit, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, So that's been, it's been crazy on that sense, but at the same time, we're kind of homebodies anyway, and it's us at home with the animals. So we've shifted a few things, but they've not been great, not been huge for us. Um. And then, yeah, just doing kind of book promo stuff, and then launched the first episode of my podcast. Um, but other than that, it's just been working on working on the book, working on getting the book out there, <laughs> working on understanding yeah. and design, and uh, it's it's not it's not at all a small task to. Uh...
1: To, to do a thing like that right you know like, yeah
2: it's interesting uh it's uh i'm glad i know how to do it because it sets me up to do more so you know i'll be doing the ebook of six ways next and mm-hmm. and then i've already got part of the third book going so mm-hmm. um so it's nice because it allows me to kind of take the reins for that whole project now but it is a lot of work uh, so keeping busy with that yeah chickens lots of chickens Yum, yum. I mean, wonderful. <laughs> I don't eat them, but I yum, yum for their eggs. <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: <laughs> yeah. How about you, Fabeku? Uh, yeah, same. I mean, it's been, uh, crazy, you know, like everybody. I, uh, I think the last time I left the house was like into February, maybe first couple of days of March I have not been out of the house since then. Uh, and you know, I mean, like Aiden, I don't, I don't go out of the house much anyway, but, you know, this many months has been kind of a a strange, a strange thing. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I've been busy with a ton of stuff too. Uh, just finished a book with some writing and art and and some shit like that. That's going to be published by Revelor in uh, October. I think Mm -hmm. it is doing. So that's a cool thing. And yeah, you know, just trying to, it was weird for a while. The first, few months i I had a hell of a time doing art you know i just um you know i mean i could do some stuff for for clients or collectors or whatever but my own stuff was just like what the fuck am i doing you know and it was it was a while uh that i didn't do any art which is weird for me so finally back at that which is good i feel like that's um of those sanity preserving kind of things and uh yeah excited about the book excited about the couple of books after that that i think are finally back in motion after kind of stalling out for a while and uh yeah you know the just busy with a ton of people stuff and, and trying to help people manage this fuckery that is 2020 at this point you know and uh yeah it's been a pretty high high bandwidth task at the moment so um yeah, I don't know. It's a strange, it's a strange time in so many ways.
2: <laughs> so many ways.
1: <sighs> yeah, I feel like, you know, this hit and probably around the time we were doing the last episode. Things were slow-ish for me, and I was just trying to figure out what was going on and all that kind of stuff. And then just things got super busy, mm-hmm. you know, between the store and client work. And, you know, suddenly having, uh, you know, two kids that I'm solo parenting half the time. Not in school, and like, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Like all of a sudden, it's just like, wow, I'm I'm just you know <laughs> working as a parent or working as as my regular job, like continuously and all the time, you know. And and that was just this sort of intense run all the way sort of through until really maybe two weeks ago or three weeks ago when I sort of uh, you know here in Toronto things things been pretty good. Um, I mean, we, we had a lot of stuff going on, but then it's, you know, we're down to like maybe 20 new cases a day, maybe less. We've had some single digits and, you know, restaurants are open and and like a lot of stuff gyms are open and, you know, with social distancing, of course, but, um, but it hasn't brought about a big spike in anything. So, you know, kind of cautiously optimistic about it, um, have been, you know, and then of course the next big question is, uh, you know, school starts Mm -hmm. next month and it's like, what's going to go on with that, you know, and and so on, right? So it's like, yeah, just, you know, just trying to have wrangle all that stuff, you know, with with COVID and then, you know, I mean, I think the other big thing that, that, you know, uh, that sort of happened in this time since we last talked, right, was uh, George Floyd's death, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, the sort of uh, resurgence of what's, you know, really should be a continuous thing of, you know, how do we fix these racial divides and inequities and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, you know, it's definitely a thing that's, uh you know, taken up a, a chunk of my attention as well in terms, in terms of just, you know, trying to stay, trying to stay attentive to it, right? Like to not just drift back into, day-to-day life and you know whatever because i mean that's kind of been the the history of it right it, it it erupts into the media and into our consciousness because of some horrible thing that happens and then from a broader perspective you know it dissipates right that it doesn't build momentum you know so yeah you know i'm just, i'm very i wouldn't say i'm hopeful that it's going to change at this point i don't i have no idea right but I think that uh they definitely felt like there's a, a different quality to what's been going on around that stuff that mm-hmm. that I have uh, some hope that it will make bigger changes you know so
2: yeah yeah that's a, it's been that's been a huge thing too obviously, and it's interesting because it's even where you get stuff that's like I have folks in my family that still don't perceive what the issue is you know right um which is weird to me on kind of a personal level because you know i have in my immediate family my immediate immediate family people of color uh and so you go so you don't even want to take their word for what they're experiencing even though they are technically your family right Right. Uh, like you're so set in your belief structure here that you can't see that mm-hmm. uh, or can't see the the difference or the shifts between it uh you know uh there's folks in my family that are family that are you know again have children that are in that you know that are part, children of color um that still don't see it right. it's like really how do you not how are you that unaware how do you maintain that because that's what i guess i don't understand i've never been able to maintain that Mm uh i didn't start with it uh i think and that's why but it's it's been very uh, it's been good to see the attention so the reasons behind why it needs to be there are horrible Mm -hmm. um but yeah i don't know and then for us in the U.S., it's like it's like it's it's, it's uh, to me. There's like a, a an almost psychotic nature to the United States right now, um, where none of what yeah the the, the the whole discourse is like so stratified and so divisive, and so peculiar in where people can and will go. Mm -hmm. it's like really you don't see that in yourself or you don't see that in the people that you're supporting. Mm -hmm. Uh, How do you pull that off? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I just don't get it. It's been
3: interesting for me. My, my mother is in her, in her eighties and grew up in a little teeny tiny, literally like a shack in the hills of Kentucky. And, you know, after George Floyd was killed every single time I've talked to her, that's almost all she's talked about and how she realizes at this stage of the game that she spent 80 something years oblivious to this shit and not paying attention and not listening to people. And I mean, having the privilege to not pay attention to it because it didn't affect her. Mm. And it's, it's been an, and, you know, she's trying to have conversations with her sisters and her brothers, almost all of whom are, completely oblivious to it and entirely entrenched. And what's the big fucking deal kind of thing. And um, it's, it's interesting to me the way it's, it's shaken things, loose in her in a way that I've never seen before. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, it's not that we didn't have conversations about it before, but I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think she got it. You know I mean? She as opposed to her sisters and brothers. It will kind of actively push against it. It was never that so much. It was just, well, yeah, that's really bad. But now I mean, we have hours and hours of of conversations of just how the fuck have I not paid attention to this? Mm-hmm. How the fuck have I lived my entire life not understanding how and completely fucked things are for people that aren't white in this country? You know, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's been it's been an interesting thing to see. You know, I, I I think yeah, I think she's kind of hopeful that her sisters and brothers will. Kind of wake up and get it. I don't. I don't think they will. I mean, <laughs> but you know, they're about as as deeply entrenched in that kind of bullshit as it gets. But um, yeah, it's it's been interesting to listen to my mother of all people have long conversations about this. And you know, when when John Lewis passed, she was talking about you know how how did I never really pay attention to who this man was? How did I not know his life and his legacy and his history and Mm -hmm. Uh, it's yeah it's been a been an interesting kind of come to jesus moment in some ways for her Mm -hmm. well i
1: think i mean it's funny you know when i when i started this podcast many years ago the first thing i did was a series of interviews on why some people change and why some people don't right Mm -hmm. and you know and i talked to you know people want their they're out there the early episodes still exist and should be on iTunes and whatever. And I talked to, uh, you know, at that time I was mostly tarot focused. So I talked to a bunch of tarot readers about it and, you know, it's like, nobody's got an answer for that. Right. And I think that, you know, I think that it's such a, um, such a significant question though, right? Like if we could, I mean, can we understand what, make, how to make change in society? I mean, I think that, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot of stuff around that. That, you know, the answer is maybe it doesn't, you know, maybe it can't be polite. Maybe it can't be quiet. Maybe it can't be whatever, right? Because I see the things that make change, you know, and uh, the, the quiet, polite route is predominantly a route of quiet and polite with money and power behind it, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? Oh, yeah. So you get to be change. very quiet and polite if you have lots of privilege. Right. You know? <laughs> And, um, you know,
1: but also, like, thinking about, like, you know, the people who follow our, follow stacking skulls, you know, whatever that, they're groupies, right? Or those people who are <laughs> who are part of our sort of magical communities, right? And I think that it's such a, number one, if we want to work magic, we have to try and, our best to see the world as it is, right? Mm-hmm. And it means, from my point of view, seeing racism and sexism and you know all the all the different things that are going on right and 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 engaging with that right and i think that it's you know that you can't do magic without being aware of lots of things but i think that the more aware we are the more more gives us capacity to see and make change both in ourselves and depending on what's going on in the world too right or
2: see where change might be able to happen Mm -hmm. yeah i think that it's it's very interesting on the magic side because i agree with you totally like the more aware you are of how things are unfolding or how things can unfold or how things you're you know for me my own tendencies to where will i not consider change Mm -hmm. Uh, because there are places that i really don't want to do that Mm -hmm. (laughs) like quitting coffee which i just did (laughs) because my wife finally said you know this is not i don't think this is working well for you even though you've been doing it for 40 something years uh so you should drop all of the caffeine and i like totally entrenched for several hours and then went okay i know that this is not good this is like as i said i said i need some space to go and think about this and went like okay let's examine myself and go Oh yeah, this is typical junkie behavior. It's the same as any other addiction I've dealt with. So I'm not really down with that. So Mm -hmm. something's got to change. But if you don't have the, if I didn't have the ability to go, okay, I'm being given information from outside of me that I don't like. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've been given a suggestion that I don't like. And yes, this is an entirely personal and minor one. Um, but if I can't actually Go okay. This is also from somebody that I believe is serious uh, and has intelligence, <laughs> and so maybe I should uh, take some time and figure out why I don't want to hear it, let alone consider it. You know, mm-hmm. it's an interesting thing, and I think that's critical in magic. I think it's critical in life, but we can kind of get away with it without doing it. Uh, it's just not necessarily the best way, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So I mean, yeah, I don't even know what else to say about this. I'm just like, fuck, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And I mean, and I think that's part of what's tough about, I mean, about you know, uh, uh, the the racial issue, and you know, it's like, man, um, and and uh, you know, I think that there there are. There are plenty of places to go look up what you can do, right? You know what I mean. It's not that I don't know specific things, or I'm not I'm not taking actions around it, right? But I think that this sort of this moment where the scope of COVID, the scope of of these issues, you know, um, is so big, so daunting, right? And you know, and and it's just. Yeah, it's hit this space where it's like, "Whew, so big, so much," and I think, you know, it's it's yeah, staring staring to that abyss, right? Know that it's staring mm-hmm. back at you, and then start walking into it, right? Yeah. You know, but
3: nonetheless, it's um, it's interesting. It's interesting times for sure. Yeah, and you know, I think for me, a lot of the magic personally has been aimed at either expanding or maintaining that capacity, right? Because I think that one of the things that's easy to do when we're looking at something daunting, whether it's the racial issues or the the virus stuff or personal, whatever it is, you know, you just shut down, numb out, turn off, you know? And I think that, um, and obviously, I think for the people that have the privilege to be able to do that, you know, that's the thing a lot of people do. And the reality is there's a ton of people that never have that option, Right. Mm -hmm. So fucked. They just can't say, well, this is too big. I'm going to you know, watch Netflix for a few hours and not give a fuck. And, you know, I think that that I've really been looking at that capacity thing. You know, how do you how do you expand the capacity enough to keep your eye on the abyss, to keep walking forward, to not tune out, to not say, well, you know, somebody else will handle it because, I mean, listen, we've done that shit for too long. Obviously, it's failed. In every possible fucking way, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Capacity seems to be a big thing right now. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's uh, I think it's huge, right? You know, and I think that uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a piece that I sort of learned mostly from you, right? Actually, you know, I mean, I was I, I had some very sort of clumsy ideas around it and your work sort of clarified it gave me a real focus it's like yeah yeah that's what I've been trying to get at but I couldn't quite see it right and you know I mean I think that 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 working to increase capacity in whatever way you want to work on it magically and otherwise I think is is crucial right you know and like uh I mean in my parenting it's like there are definitely times when it's like all right, somebody, somewhere, give me some more capacity right now because I am overwhelmed by this business, you know? And I think that sort of working to kind of call that in and expand that and stretch that and so on is uh,
2: super, super important, right? You know? It's interesting. I mean, I think like three days ago we hit a place uh, my wife and I, where we kind of went, okay, we're not actually doing things the way that we know work well for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what is the, how do we get that space back? Cause we used, yeah, you know, we, we lived in a cabin with no power or anything for a couple of years. And we were really looking at that time and going like, there's a way that we were very well in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Anyway, as a result of this, and this ties into your capacity thing for BQ, um, we decided that once we're both awake in the morning and kind of ready to go, we turn on our cell phones and we turn on the Wi-Fi and we do like maybe an hour of stuff that needs to happen through those tools and, um, and then we turn them all the way off. We turn the Wi-Fi, we unplug the router, we turn off our cell phones all the way. Um, we might have some stuff stored on our computer that we you know, downloaded that we need to work on or whatever. But that's it for being connected. Mm-hmm. And then usually we'll do that again in, in the afternoon and try and be done with that by about 6. Um, and this is sharing not primarily because it's been incredible for us for just these last few days. Um, and so it's not as much a suggestion as something to think about if people are super overwhelmed because the 24 hour cycle has become just kind of crushing in a way right now. But we had a weird day. The first day it was really weird. Like, okay, well, what do you do? <laughs> you know, if we're not streaming Netflix for the last three hours of the day, well, then I'm playing guitar for the last three hours of the day. One of these things is good for me. One of these things is at best neutral, right? Um, and the same thing during the day that the amount of time that we're actually spending talking and kind of working on our plans and thinking about how we do stuff together is huge. It's probably like an 80% increase in the last few days, um, and so there's the magical overt side of kind of building capacity, which I'm with you. I learned from Fabiku. Um, but there's also the really base level of just going, can you step out of all of the noise uh, and then check in to get what you need? It causes you to kind of weed your sources out, uh, figure out what do you need to see? What do you need to know? Uh, and if your time is kind of limited to that and you're not going in and out of it all day, at least for us, it's been an immense change uh, that I don't see going back to that at all. It's like, no, no, no. Two hours of, of fucking net and cell phone access is more than plenty mm-hmm. for us, you know, and everybody's going to be in a different situation, but yeah. Uh, yeah. This,
1: this, uh, summer, my partner and I have been, uh, doing more leisure and more just like super leisure, right? Like, um, you know, and I've been lucky to, uh, you know, to be able to take a bit of time off and so on. Right. So, you know, we went to this place and went to a spa place and, and spent the, the second day there literally just either in the pool on a lounge beside the pool or eating like at the, you know, having lunch or whatever. And, 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 yeah, no phone, no mess, no whatever, you know. I didn't look at my phone. I think I looked at it once, sort of the, the, you know, almost two days that I was away. And what actually needed to be responded to during that time, not very much, right, you know. And and I've been sort of working on trying to institute more of this kind of space, right, and, and noticing, you know, I mean, I like my movies and my TV, but also I've been reminding myself that if I'm looking at my phone while I'm watching TV, something is wrong, right? For me, people do whatever makes you happy. Right. But like, it's like either the show's not interesting enough or I'm not looking at something that I need to address or, you know, whatever in order to be present with the thing that I'm doing, you know? And I think that, if something's not engrossing me enough that it's holding my attention, well, then what's going on with that? Right. You know? And like, I think about, you know, I've been, I've been doing a lot of rock climbing again and you know, I, I, when I go by myself and do bouldering, I will sometimes keep my phone around and read things on my phone while I'm resting in between climbs Cause I'm just sitting there by myself. But, you know, last night I went with my friend who I go with every week and I just left my phone in my locker, which is not a thing I would have sort of done at some point. I would have brought it with me. I would have sort of checked in every now and then and whatever. But it's like, what am I doing? I've got a person to talk to. I've got an activity that I'm engrossed in. And, uh, you know, yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. Yeah, I had a place. um, I guess it was about a month and a half ago. Um, which is interesting. Cause again, my life isn't that different pandemic wise <laughs> than it is usually, but I hit a place where I really couldn't get into any of the movies, any of the TV shows, anything, even stuff that I like, like wasn't happening. Uh, and that kind of moved me in that direction. <clears throat> I shifted back towards reading more and, um, And then kind of one of the weirdest things that we've had, and I'm sure that there's lots of people that have studied things like EMF and all of that, is we live in a really quiet house because we're, you know, on a couple acres in a really quiet town. Um, But at the point that the phones are actually turned off and the computers are off and the Wi-Fi is off, it feels so quiet in a way that even if the router is still on, it doesn't. And so, you know, which makes sense; we know that these things are radiating stuff uh, but uh yeah it 's kind of a crazy it 's a crazy difference to go like that 's noticeable, that is a really different, and then kind of balancing that out from you know we 're all old enough to have uh not had these things, <laughs> and so you go, how interesting is that that this is really the first big chunk of my life probably felt like this. And what did I do? I played music. I read books. I talked to the people who were around me. um, I engaged in a very different way. Mm -hmm. It's not to say I want to throw all that stuff away, but I've definitely, it's opened my eyes to finding its place Mm -hmm. uh, rather than just kind of letting it find its place Mm -hmm. uh, in my life. I want to be the one that decides what its place is. I think it's a really good way to put it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Hmm. so now we all need to do a uh a group working to uh break the internet's hold on us. it's uh an exorcism
2: of sorts. Did you, i don't know that we i don't know that if we're the ones who need it from what i see <laughs> wow um,
1: <laughs> do you, did you do uh, did you do any magic around quitting coffee or did you just stop
2: No, um, you know, my, my wife is kind of our, our house apothecist and herbalist. So she kind of treated it as a a situation that could be dealt with herbs and kind of a using them in a kind of a homeopathic way, not really using homeopathic medicines, but using some tinctures that she'd made. So she's been kind of checking, having me check in with her every couple hours and going, tell me what's going on. How's your head? How's your, how's this? How's that? Cause like my tonsils were going off a little bit, uh, I definitely detoxed like a crazy person for the first five days. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and yeah, that's, that's always one of those signs. I had that same experience when we quit, um, when we went paleo and we dropped kind of all processed foods and all the grains and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the total TMI, but you can absolutely tell how foul you are inside by how foul your poop is when you quit eating it. Uh-huh. <laughs> your body goes, Oh, you're not going to put more in? Okay, well, have this because <laughs> we don't want it anymore. Get rid of all of it. Uh, get rid of all of it. Because, oh, that's nasty. <laughs> so uh, I think that now that my liver and all of that have had some time to back off away from the caffeine. Uh, Things feel good, but I didn't have to do magic on this one.
3: Mm-hmm. What's you for Baker?
1: Who's Giving up coffee in the future?
3: You know, actually, yeah, I haven't had any caffeine since uh, early May, I think. Huh? Um, yeah, I mean, it, I, for me, I just I kind of reached a point that you know, between some body stuff and and just the the chaos and the anxiety of the moment, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? You know I mean? What the fuck am I doing? Because I mean, I really think up until then I was drinking either coffee or yerba mate or, you know, and then I'd throw in some, you know, caffeine pills. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? This makes, this makes no sense. You know, it's right. like. What are you like, 16? <laughs> right, Exactly. <That's>, yeah. <laughs> I feel like going to 7-Eleven to get the no-dose or whatever the fuck those things are. <laughs> it was absurd. And I think for me it was, it, and this is where, what Aiden was talking about, about not doing things in a way that works. It was like, listen, if, if, if my life, if I'm structuring my life in a way that this makes sense, mm-hmm. then something's wrong. Right. This doesn't make any sense at all, yes. you know. I mean, Recreational enjoying coffee, one thing, you know, chugging caffeine all day and then throwing a fistful of caffeine pills on top of it. It's like, listen, something, something is sideways.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, so yeah, no, for me, it's been uh, yeah, late April, or early March or early May since I've had any caffeine at all.
2: So oh, very good, yeah. So I can blame you. It was you reaching out through the God, right? I-, I want decaffeinated company. Oh boy! Now,
1: now I feel uh, now I feel so embarrassed with my coffee company.
2: Which is on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I actually know that it's not great for me, you know, and uh, well, it's part of it's part of a bad cycle for me, right? For me, for me, coffee and uh, being too busy just go hand in hand, right? When I'm, when I stop being too busy, then, then I stop hitting the coffee, you know, it just, it rolls back. Like I remember when I moved into the last location, uh, where, where the fire was, I had, I had quit coffee, I quit sugar and, you know, it was just, just eating food, right? Like, you know, making my own food most of the time and, and it felt great. And then I spent a month, uh, building a new shop, so getting up as early as I could, going, doing construction, going to my old space, seeing clients, going to the new space, working until I felt like I might be a danger to myself, stopping, and then just doing that. I did that every day for a month, right? And somewhere in there, one of the people who was helping was like, all right, got to take a coffee break and go to Tim Hortons and get something. And I was like, yes, give me coffee, all right? And then it, probably a few days later, it was like, yeah, give me a donut too. You know, it's just and, and, and that was it, right? Because it was just an unreasonable time. And then I've sort of, you know, been sort of on and off wrestling with it ever since, right? And I think that, you know, this time actually like again, sort of going into COVID, I was not I was maybe drinking more coffee when I get up, kind of thing, right? But now but now I'm having like three again and I'm like, oh, it's not ideal. But also there's this is hangover of the massive pace that I've been running on, you know, and uh, and trying to like, my life is slower, but I have that velocitization like I've been on the highway, right, where I feel like I got to go faster than than I do. So, I'm sure everybody's lying right. Conversation about our caffeine habits. All right, official <laughs> <laughs> stacking of skills is anti coffee. Stop it. It's bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Do what you want. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think it's. Uh, I mean, I think so. I was watching. Uh, there's this show called Beastmaster. You guys know that show? It's like a super obstacle course kind of thing, right? It's like. Uh, it's yeah. If you like, if you like watching people with ridiculous uh, physical capacities do ridiculous kind of challenges and climbing over things and swinging from stuff, go check it. But, Hmm. um, but either way, it doesn't matter so much, but I was noticing that like all the people who were like on it, were like working on themselves to get better physically and working on themselves as a person and working, whatever, you know, I mean, you see a lot of that, in a lot of places, right? Certainly if you're on, on the socials, you'll see that stuff a lot. Right. And I was like, maybe I'm done working to evolve. Maybe this, maybe, maybe this idea of like self-improvement is one that I should just jettison. Like what happens if I don't try and self-improve, but instead just live and navigate, right? You know, like, does that mean that I'm going to stop learning new things? Of course it doesn't. Right. Does it mean that I'm going to stop making changes in my life? No. But like, if there's this narrative of, improvement or evolution or whatever around these kind of things. I feel like, I feel like there's a real pitfall in that, that I kind of, you know, I don't buy into too much, but a little every now and then I do. And I'm like, you know, it's like I need to be done with that and just be like, this is just my life. I'm just navigating my life. now. Like, is it going to change? Yeah. Is it going to change radically over the next 10 years? Maybe, but, but does it have to do with evolution or, you know, that kind of, that kind of stuff, the sort of perpetual cycle of self-improvement and so on. I don't, I don't know that I want anything to do with that in the way that I see it anyway, you know?
2: I, I go off about this somewhere recently, I think it's probably in weaving fate. I don't know, <laughs> uh, which is about the whole thing about optimal now. Right. And I think this is totally tied in there. It's like optimal nutrition, uh, optimal training, Optimal study habits, optimal work habits mm-hmm. and I think it doesn't serve anything. It's like, well, that's great if you're already if you're already on Beastmaster and you're trying to win, then yes. Sure, you need to be worried about optimization. <laughs> but if you're climbing rocks or lifting weights because you want it, you enjoy it or you think it makes you healthier, then optimization is probably not actually all that relevant to you. Uh, it's a it's another kind of marketed obsession. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like I
1: see it in in magic too, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I think that you know, I, I recently not recently a little while back, I posted something being like hey, everybody, don't forget, astrology is completely optional, right? You actually don't need to do anything with astrology to do magic. And, you know, I I sort of see, and this isn't a criticism of of this direction, right? But like this sort of swing into grimoire magic and sort of the the resurgence of astrology as a sort of... Prominent influence in spiritual and occult communities over the last five years, or whatever it's been. I mean, it's always been there, but it's really been ramping up, right? To be a thing that you see on the internet all the time. And I think that there's this, this sort of notion towards optimalness around magic, too, right? Well, I better make sure that this is the most astrolog- astrologically auspicious moment that I have you know, summoned the, the angels and the four governors and the four kings and, the da, 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 and on and on and on towards stuff. And I think that, that there's a the direct or indirect pressure from things moving in that direction that I think sort of uh, doesn't need to be a part of any of it, right? It's all really mm-hmm. deeply optional. Mm-hmm. And, and yet, uh, and, and yet isn't, isn't sort of presented as optional, right? You know, there's a sort of, um, drive behind it and sort of, and even cause one of the things that was, uh, was, was really interesting in the, the comments on that post, right? Was people, you know, people, it's the internet, people want to share their opinions and stuff, which is great. And people sort of jumping in being, well, you're being influenced, whether you know it or not, or whether, you know, whatever. And I'm like, but are we, are we really like, I don't know about that. I'm not sure that I believe that sort of big grand narrative behind all these different things is, is universal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. I
2: I've talked. Well, about no, I, 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 Yeah. I, I'm with you on that. I mean, it's an interesting one and it's not, you know, I, I, Lonnie and I were talking about this a little bit. Um, that my take has been since I kind of got what I thought was like I started getting kind of respectable results from my magic was to go really hard on those things. Mm-hmm. Like the things that are working, I want to get really good with. I think the term I used was that made Lonnie laugh. So I said, if you can get your, if, if sigils are your jam, be a savage sigil magician, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see if you need anything else, because mm-hmm. you may not, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, and I think this is where I totally agree with that is this kind of, um, there is a classical amassing of info or an amassing of classically historically relevant information that is fabulous if that's what you're into. Mm-hmm. But there's some dude out in the bush somewhere in some country who is <laughs> whatever he's got the skull of some rodent <laughs> and a little fire made of twigs and you don't want to fuck with that guy <laughs> he has never heard of any of this shit you're talking about mm-hmm. uh is totally my take and i also think that if we look at it historically that's the history of magic except for the last equivalent of 10 minutes, you know? Uh, and so people want to go, well, this is the thing. And you go, yeah, for the last few hundred years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a blip. Uh, that's, of course,
3: my take. <laughs> take whatever you want. <laughs> well, I, was, I was talking to somebody. I, I made some, uh, some planetary magic talismans, and uh, the turned out remarkably potent and effective. And they were saying, oh, but like you, when you made them this planet was doing this thing in the sky so the talismans should have been fucked how did you how did you make them and they worked i said because i don't give a fuck what the planets doing in the sky it doesn't matter it's not it so this idea that that it's it's always an influence whether you know it or not i'm with you i don't i don't know that that's true at least i don't know that it's it's a prominent enough influence to matter you know i think that I think a lot about currents, right? And I think that for people immersed in a particular current, the the effects or the shaping influence of that current is going to be stronger because you're immersed in it. If you're not, I'm not saying there's no effect, but it seems to be less of a factor than somebody who is super centered in whatever current is. And I mean whether it's astrology or anything else, I think, you know, I think it's the same shit. And I think there's this idea that you have to be immersed in a billion different currents and have your eye on them and line them all up in some kind of perfect Venn diagram of magic. That doesn't make any sense to me. You know, it, and I, and I don't want, I don't know that it's doable too. I don't know that it is actually necessary for most people. And yeah, I think it's a, it's a weird thing. And I, going back to the self-improvement stuff, a conversation I had with, with a client last week, they were, you know, they showed up with all of the shit that they wanted to, you know, kind of sort out this magical strategy for, and it was like, as they were talking, my, my body started to tighten up. Like there was just this feeling of grinding and grinding and grinding. And it was, I don't know how to do this and what to do about this. And and I said, listen, like we, we can circle back to this in a second, but like, and it was all like doing more, more money, more this, more that, which is again, fine. There's nothing wrong with it. I've done a shitload of magic more stuff. It's fine. But I said, like, have you considered doing magic for more joy? for more flow, for more peace, for more ease, for more creativity. And there was this long silence. And then they started to cry because they'd never considered that. It, like, they came with this to-do list of, okay, help me figure out how to do these 10 things to do more, to optimize, to improve. Yeah. And I said, cool, do that. But what if you also had more joy in your life? And that was the focus of them, especially now, as fucked as everything is. You know, I, and I think that, and I agree, I think that's this weird trap that we get into with the self-improvement stuff, that it's just another version of grinding. It's just another version of never being enough, never never, mm-hmm. never having enough, not pushing hard mm-hmm. enough. Again, yeah. I think in this global moment of all moments, fuck, you know, I mean, let, let's let look at some shit that's not that. Let's look at some shit that is is ease and peace and coherence and, and whatever the fuck it is. You know, because again, I'm going back to the capacity stuff at some point, you know, you can't, you can't expand capacity infinitely enough to just keep grinding on every possible fucking front. It's just not doable. And I, yeah, I think it's super easy to fall into that shit with magic and you know, everything else, but yeah, it's a mess. So I want to circle back
1: to something you say, and then come back to this as well, because I want to talk about both, but I think that, you know, I think, I think about it this way: like there, there was, there was this big push to go back to sort of like, you know, is there, is there a singular truth, right? You know, and I mean, you know, like we can't, we can't deny the influence of sort of Greek thought and other thought on our culture, right? You know what I mean? Like, and we can go back to, to those philosophers and sort of see the origin of stuff and see the origin of Western magic, kind of going back to some of that stuff. In in certain ways, right, and that's cool and dandy and all, right. Um, and I think that if we look at you know the astrologies or you know other systems, I think that there's there's they are whole models. They're holistic models of everything, right? Which is amazing, and and I think that having and participating in uh, a holistic model of the universe magically speaking is a powerful thing to be engaged with. Right. And, and I think that the thing is that, you know, in Kumi, right. My Irish tradition, it's a holistic model of the universe Mm -hmm. that has no uh, relationship to planets at all. And so if they're, if both are describing something and they're both describing it accurately within their holistic model, it doesn't mean that anything crosses over from those Mm -hmm. and whatever that sort of actual experience of the universe or whatever's going on that, that we're engaging through one of these models, it's all accounted for in one way or another. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily to say that, to say that we could equate well Egún said you are having this problem right now ancestors say you're having this problem right now through divination astrology says you're having this problem because of whatever you know this this hard planetary placement in your family situation or whatever but those things aren't the same right they, they don't have the same meaning they don't have the same uh, uh lived experience they they certainly have very Different solutions and approaches, right? And I think that this notion, which to some extent I think goes back to, you know, to to the Greeks and people who are smarter than me about philosophy might trace it further, that there's sort of this true universal core that we can participate in through our intellectual perception. Um, you know, and then you compound that with, you know, basically the Victorian era magicians you know, Golden Dawn, Crowley, like all that, those people who are like, everything, everything is interwoven, right? Everything is the same and symbolically resonant with each other at some level. And, and I think that it becomes, I think it's, I think it's an extension of colonialism, you know, mm-hmm. and of that Victorian worldview to continue that process. You know, somebody sent me a list of Orishas and, How they how they line up on the tree of life, and I'm like, they're like, what do you think? And I'm like, I think this is I think this is colonial crap. I think it's not helpful. I think it's completely meaningless and and disrespectful to this other completely coherent and self reliant worldview. Right? You know, and it's not to say that there aren't philosophical things or, or similarities that we could talk about that cross over those things, but I think that. The minute that we start to sort of say that one is inherently true or that those bridges are inherently true, I think that we start to get into very, very sort of dicey, dicey waters and
2: probably we're wrong, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. This came up recently uh, in the Six Ways group that somebody was saying that their background is in kind of Western magical Kabbalah. Yeah. They were like, I'm having trouble mapping this kind of, you know, elements, middle world, world above, world below to that map. And it's like, because they're not talking about the same thing. (laughs) Uh, So you can find somebody, I'm sure, who can give you something that says that this is. But if we look at it, the model that I'm using is kind of rooted on uh, what would now be considered very primitive people's uh, viewpoints of the world. This was not folks who were trying to work out mathematics of language uh, in the written word. This is a totally different thing. They were just looking at what do we see and what do we interact with, and what is that thing? It's not a map of something that you fit everything into. It's not a category. It's not a tool to categorize. Mm-hmm. It's these are places you can interact with, or beings you can interact with that dwell in those places. It's not. Uh, in that sense, it's like, yes, it's a metaphorical model, but it's not, it's not trying to be a universal model. It's like, if you want to know what the underworld is, go there and learn that thing. Mm. You're not going to be able to map enough information on top of that lack of experience to make up for that experience. Right. Um, and it's again, it's nothing against any of the systems. It's just realizing that they are not all uh the same and they like you said with the orisha tradition and the tree of life they they aren't they're not the same thing they're not intended to do the same things Mm -hmm. they're not experiential tellings of the same event Uh, Mm -hmm. however you want to view it i think it's a very interesting thing and i wanted to also tap into what fabiku said because i'm also a total current guy so i'm like going to do the work when I need to do the work and when the allies are on board with it. Um, that may be related to what's going on in the heavens. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I'm certainly not going to start work based on what I think that is according to what somebody tells me is going on astrologically. If the allies aren't going, this is a good time to do that. Uh, but if they'll say, "Hey, it's a go," and everybody else is like, "It's total shit city," it's like I don't care what you're seeing because white yeah. people say it's a go, and maybe we need to do this thing in total shit city. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, right. it's what does that have to do with optimal? Sometimes it's shit city, and you still got to work. Mm-hmm. It's totally your third book, shit city. Magic <laughs> shit city. <laughs> <laughs> shit city. <laughs> you know, At he's I- the
3: subtitle. <laughs> I, I, I totally get what you're talking about, Andrew, with the, with the colonialism kind of thing, right? Because, like, I remember having a conversation with somebody uh, who was talking, I was talking about Oshun, the Orisha, and they, they were saying, oh, yeah, yeah, no, like, I totally get it because I've worked with Venus for however long. I'm like, what the fuck does that have to do with what I just said? I'm not talking about Venus. I'm talking about Oshun. They said, it's the same thing. I said, it's not the same fucking thing. It's not the same thing. They're entirely different. Are there, are there places that, like you said, might kind of cross over or ping a little bit? Sure. But it's not the same thing. Yeah. and it, It's weird to me that we apply it with shit like this, but we don't say, well, this river is the same as that river or that ocean is the same as that creek or a rose is the same as an orchid. It's not the fucking same. Sure. They both have roots. They grow in soil. They're flowers. So they're similar in that way. But beyond that, it's not the same shit, right? And I think, I think we get into this weird, I think at best, it's sloppy thinking. At worst, it's all sorts of other shit. When we start pretending that this is that, is that, is that, and it's all different names for the same shit. I don't think that's true. I, I think that it's, I think it's, it's kind of lazy thinking, right? Because it's convenient to say, oh, well, no, I know Oshun because I know Venus, so I know Aphrodite. So. But it, that's not real. And I think that when we do that, we miss the nuance. We miss the capacity to build a relationship that's coherent with whatever we're building a relationship with. Because that would be like me saying, well, Andrew and Aiden are the same. No, you're our, not. We, our names will start with A. <laughs> and we're in stacked exactly.
2: Right. And you've got, you know. We wear glasses and we have <laughs> tattoos. I mean, all the evidence is there.
3: For sure. But it's, but it's <laughs> weird to me that we, we don't do that in this way, but we do it with magic. <laughs> I think it's a total failure of perception and logic and relationship and understanding and nuance. And it, and I just, I'm just unconvinced that it works. I think, think, you know, like, so as animism
1: has sort of resurfaced as a world model, right. In the, in the occult or certain pockets of the occult communities. Right. Um, I think that people are, starting to understand that all of these plants are people right and all of these stones and places and you know like that they that they are their own things right and i think that we haven't extended that to spirits right mm-hmm. to say that like does does ocean have their own concrete specific existence right Sure. Beyond that, even Fabeku's ocean has its own right. concrete, specific, singular, individual manifestation that's different than my ocean. Right. Mm-hmm. And not just because maybe our paths are different or maybe this or that or who it came from. or No, no, it is. It is its own distinct, separate living entity that that is not the same as all the rest of them. And there are relationships and, and within that, the religion, there are those, well, they're all oshuns, right? But, you know, Ibu Kule versus Ibu Anu versus, you know, whatever, they're all different, right? And, and the people who have them, where they're, where they're those priests who have those orishas, each of those are, Oshuns has their own character, right? Because they're their own people, right? And I think it's, uh, I think it's a a place where 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 the magical community i'm i'm going to be curious to see if if there is a point at which people stop doing this and start you know really sort of holding that devotion to 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 cali or to whoever without any sort of sense of crossover and and so on you know and i think it's uh I think it's very it's very, it'll be very interesting to see what comes of it
3: if well, I think and I think even even beyond spirits if we if we go spirits in the usual sense if we go to, to plants as people, you and I can talk about our experiences with rose or with sunflower or with gardenia or with mandrake and I'm willing to bet that your experience with rose is different than mine. Maybe they overlap in places, but there's there's nuances there's differences. Right, just like just like, you know, two different people that know you are going to experience you in different ways. It's the same thing, which is where I think the 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 kind of common logic of, okay, well what does Rose do? What does Rose Quartz do? What does Amethyst do? I don't know what the fuck does it do for you? I can talk about what it does for me, and that might have nothing at all to do with your relationship with it. You know, and that might have nothing to do with whether whether that stone person or plant person will work magic with you, the type of magic that it works, how well you get on with that particular spirit and and that's the thing I think that it's it a like I, and I was just talking about this yesterday when I was teaching there's a there's a worldview problem mm-hmm. right because we think that what does rose do is a real question. It's not really a real question, and but we keep answering it, and so we're perpetuating the idea that it's a real question but I don't think in practice it is. Yeah. yeah. I think,
1: I think that, you know, I think it's true of plants in the same way it's true of Orisha, right? Within the traditional context, right? Within, within traditional context of their religion, right? We don't say, Oh, you've got a problem with work. Who's gonna, mm-hmm. who's the Orisha of work. Who's going to fix this thing for you. Right. We say you have a problem with work. Will anybody come forward to fix this for you, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe it's an orisha that we associate with work, like Ogun, right? Or maybe Obatala is like, "I got you, brother. Don't worry, mm-hmm. you're covered. Give me, give me this, and we'll be good," right? And the answers to those are super nuanced by. By divination, by Odu, by story, by knowledge of of Ebo, like offerings, so many things that are that are impossible from the outside, right? Like they don't. Those those kinds of ways of working only can exist within the traditional context, I think. Um, and and in the same way, you know, like Burdock is a is a really close friend of mine right? Me and Burdock were tight, right? And the things that Burdock and I have had conversations and done have nothing to do with traditional associations, right? Mm -hmm. But it is also a source of power that can be applied in many directions if the spirit of the plant is, is amenable, right? It's like, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, you know, Maybe Spearmint would be better at getting you some luck right now. It's a more traditional association, right? But you know what? I'm going to work a little extra hard because it's not my area of expertise, but I'm still going to make it happen for you.
3: Problem solved, right? So, Well, and, you know, I think the the other super relevant point in what you said is that not only is that the way to do it, but it's an individual thing. So all three of us could have problems with work. All three of us could sit and divine and get entirely different solutions to how to fix the work shit, even if the work shit looks the same, right? So one of the things that happens a lot when I, I'll do some divinations in a, a private place of mine, and when I post them, and I, I get the question, it's not it's not a criticism of anybody that's asked the question, but so I'll, I'll answer somebody's question. You know, usually I'll include some kind of magical stuff to do, and inevitably people will say, oh well, so let's say somebody's asking about a relationship thing, and, and you know, then we talk about whatever the solution is. Inevitably, somebody will come along and say, oh, is this a thing that anybody can do for relationship stuff? No, it's not. I mean, listen, I don't know. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't, but this was, this was a specific solution given to a specific person with a specific problem based on these cards that were pulled. It's not, here's the, here's the, the, the cure all for everybody with a relationship problem. It's one conversation, one relationship in this moment. And again, to me, that, that's the way that this shit really works. But if we try to turn that into, oh, well, this thing will do the same shit for everybody, having a relationship thing, I don't think that's real. And I think if it does work, I think we've gotten lucky. But I don't think that's an indicator that it's some universal solution. And I and it get might
1: not even be the same solution for the same person
3: down the road if they find exactly. themselves in the exactly. same spot, right? Right. It is, it is a very specific sort of solution to that person with this thing with me in this conversation in this moment.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, and that's, I think, the thing that I hit on a lot with people, which is, and even with people with six ways that have got that, will be trying to figure out, like, I'm now working on this, and I, but I'm, I haven't got here yet, and I feel bad that I haven't got here yet. I'm like, don't do that. Just find a way in. That's the whole idea here is find a way into anything that works for you and see where you can go with it because that's where you get that depth that you go oh yeah i've got people saying i need to talk to the goets or i need to talk to some deity and I, or i need to get right with do some stuff to remediate some astrological influences but maybe you can do all of the things that you need to do with your allies that you don't even know their names that you just make offerings to and that's your only relationship and all that you might have to do is to go in and go, this is hard, I need help with this, or I would like more capacity for joy in this because I feel really just fucked up by what's going on, right? And for everybody that I know that kind of figures this piece out, they're really good magicians. (laughs) And the work that they do works for them. And that doesn't have anything to do. Some of them know everything about everything. And some of them know nothing, essentially, from that other person's point of view, so it is it's about current it's about relationship it's about that reality of context so that yeah i you and i could both be having trouble getting our point of view across to our partners and it could have on the surface in the way we describe it in the way we describe that it feels it could all seem exactly the same and it could be totally not the same mm-hmm. And I think this is going on constantly. It has to, right? Um, But magic tends to go, here's the formula to fix this. Mm -hmm. And it's, I've not really ever seen that to be true. It was like realizing like, oh, if I'm just playing within the structure of, you know, what Jason calls zone rights. So this was for me, was LBR star Ruby based stuff just as the shape of the operation, not using those words forever, but, I figured out I could do all of the various operations that I read about in the magical books, using these, even without learning all the different pentagrams. I wasn't doing that. I was doing incredibly basic versions of it, but it's like, no, I can kind of connect to the powers and the quarters and the above and below and then put forward that I want help healing this or help this person out in their relationship, right? Because I was building relationship with my allies and with that current. Uh, and so, yeah, it, Great, so Hermanubis is the one who does that. I don't know that guy. Why would I go there? Mm-hmm. I've got people saying, "Yeah, we got it." It's like I don't know if they are the ones who do that. They say they are, and I have faith in them, so I'll go that route. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's time for faith to make a comeback. How about <laughs> I mean, that? That'll mess people up. What
1: would that look like in the in the magical world, right?
2: Man. What is faith if you don't have religion? Good question. <laughs> what is your faith in? Uh-huh. <laughs> so what is your faith rather than what is your faith for? Which might be the better question. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, really, th- the only answer to that be
1: should be, everybody's faith should be in stacking skulls. In stacking <laughs> skulls we trust. <laughs> Stack them 23 high, and you're good. <laughs> Everything is solved. <saltless.
2: laughs> the world will unlock... Once they, get you, once, open. once they get taller than you once the stack is taller than you while you're standing up things get better <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> so what's
1: uh, i'm back to back to my mind, you know we went on this lovely detour into things and i'm still like all right but what the what 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 the hell what the hell universe, what the hell 2020, what the hell is going to go on? You know? And uh, yeah, I think that, yeah. Do you, do, does anybody find, feel like they're, they're doing stuff or needing to do stuff? Or maybe this is just a reiteration of the capacity conversation, but to kind of like
2: just manage themselves through this time, you know? I, I definitely have some of that. I, it's again, we talked about that earlier for me, like backing off of the internet and mm. connectivity yeah, yeah. and just going, oh yeah, I really like fooling around on the guitar for hours. Uh, and I like talking to my wife for hours. Uh, and then uh, being really aware like, okay, this is like a, we have a, in our house, we have this saying that. Um, that the end of the world is happening all the time. Mm. Um, but sometimes it's very obvious for the people that it's happening in because it's clearly catastrophic. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's happening. It's, it's, it's ending, it's reforming, it's changing. And I think right now is a really interesting moment because it's so clear that it's changing in a really huge way for a lot of people and i don't think we in america in, in using the us term of america which is totally wrong but i'm going to do it here cuz that's the language that's most appropriate here in america um i don't think all of this stuff has has piled in on each other simultaneously mm-hmm. uh in such an obvious and unrelenting way uh and so it is it's there's it's we're in it's it seems clear to me that we're in kind of a A really major crisis point at least in north america which is what i can see Mm -hmm. and the united states primarily and it is an interesting thing because i can see if i if i look forward or in backwards i can see that i can see the roots of the moment we're in i can see uh logical outcomes i can see preference outcomes that I would prefer. I can see the potential backlashes to the outcomes that I would prefer. Right. That's, I think where it's really interesting to me is, uh, I kind of see in, because we're in this election cycle and because things have been so insane politically here, uh, I hope that people aren't assuming that if we have a change of, uh, in the presidency, that that will fix what's going on. Mm because we've had a whole lot of changes in the presidencies uh, and they have not fixed what's going on. Yeah. Uh And so, yes, it's a, I would, I would think that that would be a step in the right direction for sure. Mm-hmm. But then you got to kind of step on the gas at that point. If you want to see a lasting and real change, that's like step one.
1: Yeah, for sure. Right. Cause if there's a change in the presidency, that's great, but that's not a, that doesn't change automatically change the system. Right. And that systemic piece is the piece yep. that is, this certainly important.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I've been, uh, I've been going back to an old mantra of mine, which is, uh, which I've adapted slightly for, for this situation. And it goes like this, other people's urgency doesn't need to be my urgency, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that because there's so much going on right now, there are a lot of people who have a lot of urgency around stuff, right? You know, and I think that, uh, you know, number one, my first godfather, always used to say, because he ran a store and was, you know, really well-known psychic in the Detroit area. And, um, And he used to say, look, if it's an emergency, you call 911. Otherwise, you can make an appointment and come see me whenever you can come and see me right and and I and I've been sort of working to not act with urgency you know because I think that when stuff is as wonky and strange as it is consideration and pacing and time and respecting capacity and and, you know all those kinds of things is super helpful super important I think you know and so it's really like well that's cool and all, but I'm, I'm not going to run around for this. I'm not going to run around for whatever, you know, and even and with my kids too, it's like, is there an actual emergency or is there some discomfort that maybe I'm going to let you sit with for a bit so you can, you know, learn how to sit with discomfort instead of jumping into things. Right. You know, and it's a, it's an imperfect science for sure. Right. It's, it's just a, a general approach, but I think that, yeah, just that, like, I can't run around on this. I can't I can't, you know, make myself do whatever. I can just do what I can do and and I'm gonna own my own directive around that, right? And sometimes sometimes I might be look at something and be like, Yeah, that is really urgent. I should jump on that, right? Um I should push myself to do that, even though I know there'll be a a, a fallout for it some way. But um but yeah, that's been
3: my thing. You know, I think for me, it's been because the client stuff has been super busy. I've had to figure out a way beyond what I did previous to this to, to not kind of absorb that high level, constant anxiety, angst, panic, fear, you know, whatever it is. Because, uh, you know, after a few weeks of that shit, when all this stuff really ramped up, Yeah. I mean, I just, I just felt like I've been through the blender and it's like, okay, well this is not ending anytime soon and I'm happy to support people. And this can't be the way it goes. I mean, this can't be the way it goes. And so it, it, yeah, I think that's probably been the biggest piece for me was figuring out, you know, how to keep, how to keep that capacity, but also how to not end up at the end of the day or the end of the week feeling like, you know, I've just been taken apart with this stuff. And, and so part of that has been magical practices. Part of that has been mundane stuff. Part of it has just been like, okay, realistically, given this intensity, this is how many times a week I can have conversations with people that are really difficult and adjusting accordingly. And, and like you said, in some ways not giving into that. Okay. But there's more people, there's 10 spots and 30 people. So let me figure out how to get 30 spots. That's not the answer, you know, because then we end up back with, you know, coffee all day, caffeine pills, nonsense shit, right? Okay. And so it it really is like this is this is what I can do and do it fully, do it well, do it effectively, and also not be dismantled at the end of this. And it is what it is. You know, that just that's that's it. There's there's no more space, there's no more bandwidth, there's no more, you know, there's no more room to fuck around with a calendar. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Hmm. yeah I think so, that that thing too which is what you brought on it the, the the realizing where you got to back down mm-hmm. or ramp things down is really important because there is so much out there just kind of saying no just go harder yeah mm-hmm. um, grind it's like yeah yeah there's yeah, times for that but that but but all of them all, all of them are not that time <laughs> yeah, for, sure. for sure yeah there there's um by where I go climbing, it's
1: like, uh, it's, oh, you know, probably unsurprisingly, sort of an industrial building. And there's some like uh, CrossFit type stuff in there, right? And one of them has something painted on their 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 garage door to their space. Uh, I think it says, somebody with less time than you is working out right now. And I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> Good for fucking that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like, look, you know what I mean? I, a couple of years ago, I, I shifted my uh, climbing goals to be like, still be climbing at the end of the year. That's my climbing goal, right? You know? And and I, I have some like very loose, like, you know, I'd like to be able to sort of consistently climb 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, you know, I'd like to be able to cycle – yeah 40 kilometers 50 kilometers kind of anytime you know um you know like like there there's some like very loose things that i that i that are indicators to me that i'm sort of spending enough time being active to to be able to continue being active and that the that i believe that those things are good for me not be not in and of themselves but because they're indicators of sort of broader attention to my health right um but I don't really, you know, am I ever gonna climb super higher levels than I'm climbing right now? I have no idea. Maybe. Probably not. Does it matter? Doesn't matter. You know? Am I always gonna be able to cycle as far as I can cycle today? I've been doing a lot of distance cycling. Yeah, probably not. There'll be times where I'm like, ah, oh, I can't cycle that far right now. Doesn't matter. You know? Just keep showing mm-hmm. up. Keep showing up. Keep and uh, keep doing the stuff to rest and recharge
2: to show up. Yep, absolutely. That's a, I, I've definitely had to make adaptations on all of that stuff just because I'm getting smart enough to go, oh, this isn't really doing what I want it to do. Mm. So instead of more, what does less do? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'm working out about half as much as I used to. And it's working better because my body can recover from that better. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense, right?
1: Makes sense. <laughs> Well, maybe we'll wrap it up here. Let's go. Let's go. Just assume everybody knows where everybody is, but just in case, Aiden, where do people find you?
2: You can find me at aidenwachter.com and as Aiden Walker on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, I'm whatever sure. that other one is. What's the name? You of your get podcast my podcast that people search. My podcast is called Aiden Walker Six Ways. It's up on. Uh, Google, Stitcher, Apple, and uh, someone else. I can't think who the other one is right now, but uh, it's generally out there in the main places. I hear hear it gets uh, heavy rotation in the underworld, so you can just go there and listen to it. Exactly. You can find it down there. Um, And, yeah, you can get my books at all the major retailers. Uh, Fabeku?
3: Fabeku.com, Facebook, and, uh, yeah, the book will be out in October with So Exciting. I'm stoked about that
1: and um, yeah. And obviously um, the Hermit's Lamp everywhere podcast is the Hermit's Lamp podcast everywhere. And uh, I am didn't talk about it really in this, but uh, I'll throw it here at the end. I'm going to be uh, launching a Kickstarter for my next uh, Oracle deck, which uh, has the title of the bacon wizard breakfast Oracle. Um, (laughs) So if you like food and you like divination, uh i've been circling i was going to launch it actually back in march my my original timeline was end of march kickstarter but obviously didn't do that um but it's going to be uh end of september early october uh kickstarter for that and you can check it out on my website and other places um as i'm building up to that so all right thanks folks have a great rest of your day thanks for having us oh my pleasure
0: All right, folks, that is episode 112 in the bag, as they say. I hope that you uh, enjoyed it. I hope that you got something from it. Uh, If you are a supporter of the Patreon, and I sure hope that you are, uh, make sure that you take a look for that extra content, uh, which is going to include a playlist uh, for this episode of music that we've been using to get ourselves through this time. And uh, also, if you're not a supporter... Um, you know, you can support in a variety of ways. Obviously you can head on over to Patreon as I've already talked about, uh, but you can also share this, which I super appreciate because it becomes harder and harder to reach other people to break out of your sort of insular orbit in terms of, uh, social media and circles and so on. So, you know, tell a friend, share a friend, post it on your socials. Uh, all of that stuff is super helpful as is leaving reviews on places like iTunes or wherever you're listening. All right. Drop me a line. Let me know what you think. And I will see you. We'll be back
1: every other week, hopefully through the rest of the fall and into the winter with new episodes.